You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Wealth and uh, prosperity. Well, if you're looking for that, then uh, you have come uh, to the right place at the right time. And uh, welcoming you, uh, the pious, sagacious ummah of uh, Marcus Sahaba, the voice of the Al-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah, and our very own uh, Yusuf Mali, who is, uh, mashallah, a um, herbalist, a uh, yeah, an alternative uh, uh, a medical practitioner or a medicine practitioner. He's an archer, he's a broadcaster, and alhamdulillah, he has uh, so many talents, but alhamdulillah, he shares his expertise with us this evening on his, uh, uh, you know, expertise on holistic uh, medicine and as an alternative uh, um, uh, medicine practitioner. Yusuf Mali, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, and tell me how you're doing this fine, beautiful evening. It is It's a beautiful evening in Cape Town. We had some heavy rains, wonderful days. Subhanallah. Looks like the sun is coming out, and it's been a wonderful day thus far. Alhamdulillah. We say shukr for Allah for all the beauties, the bounties that Allah tests us with. And it looks like it's going to be starting to rain again on Saturday. So keep us in your du'as because we are leading up to the uh, the days of Uqof. And uh, subhanAllah, I hope each and everyone is taking the best of these in uh, days as we are approaching Uqof to fast and uh, to be really engaging in the spirituality that will brings us closer to Allah, inshallah. I mean, Uncle Shafat? Yeah, because of the inclement uh, weather, people, you may be finding or you will be hearing some uh, distortion on the line up. Please, uh, we uh, apologize uh, beforehand, uh, but inshallah, if it's uh, clear, Yusuf and I will let the show uh, continue uh, this evening. But alhamdulillah, you know, Yusuf, uh, when you talk about the inclement weather and you look at the environment around us and, uh, you know, incessant rain, a lot of wind or even excessive heat and all these uh, different types of, uh, you know, uh, weather affects the physiology and sometimes the psychology of the people. Talk to us about it. I mean, uh, some people in the polls, they really, they don't, uh, some of them sing days and days upon days, and some only see night upon nights upon nights. Talk to me about uh, the, you know, physiological and maybe also the uh, mental uh, effect uh, or psychological effect it will have on an individual, Yusuf. Well, subhanAllah, when you look at solitude and you're looking at the different types of solitudes, as you mentioned, um, days upon days you are experiencing summer uh, and, uh, or should I say, days of sunny, sunny days. And uh, um, uh, there are times that you are experiencing uh, literally night upon night, which sometimes up to three months of just nighttime. SubhanAllah, that's terrifying. Because Alhamdulillah, every morning we can wake up and we, we stretch our arms out and we say Alhamdulillah, we say Shukr Allah for all the beauties around us, Allah placing us for this day. And now that you were sleeping and now we awake, Subhanallah. So uh, what happens to those who can't say that? Because literally they wake up, it's dark. They go to sleep, it's dark. They wake up the next day, it's dark. Uh, they go to sleep again, it's dark. It's constantly like that for three months. And that's when you're talking about the poles, as you mentioned, uh, the Antarctic and Arctic. So Subhanallah, it's terrifying. And then you have those who have literally a day will be like a few minutes. Like you, you see the sun coming up and you see the sun going down. 
and literally the, the rest of the day is all night. So subhanAllah, uh, you have those uh, people that go through that. And when you ask that question, how, how do they cope psychologically? Well, you have certain people that have that kind of phobia, which are scared of night, which is scared of darkness. Then that's the wrong place that you are. You must move because it's going to work on you. And you have those people that are claustrophobic, uh, those people that cannot be in confined areas. That is a type of claustrophobia because you're in darkness all the time. You feel, you feel like you're in the qubur. So subhanAllah, you want to get out. So that's not also a right place for them to be at. So you have to have the individual that's of sound mind, an individual that will be able to um, delegate and uh, negotiate uh, 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 exactly what needs to be done and without any complications, without any challenges. And already the environment that they are in isn't challenging for them. So the individual that will be tested needs to make sure that the environment is perfect for them. Uh, so looking at that is uh, the extremes. Now we look at here. We already have those individuals that already uh, have uh, those challenges. Waking up in the morning, they feel more tired than uh, than, uh, 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 than they were uh, when they were sleeping. Uh, they wake up tired. They uh, they work and they go go to uh, um, go to bed tired. They get up again. They're again tired. So they're constantly in that kind of rut. So what is the problem? Well, they, you have physiological problems. Um, the person could might, might have either arthritis or osteoarthritis or rheumatoid arthritis. Maybe the immune system is attacking him and now they, they're causing a severe um, degradation in the body and that's rheumatoid arthritis. So you different type of arthritis and the diagnosis that you need to go to your doctor and physician and they will advise you, look, this is your condition. Now, what are you going to do? Well, either a life of uh, medication or look for alternatives and that's where uh, the sunnah comes in what what can you do what what you can give what is possible what you can uh, 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 consume to alleviate your condition and that uh, as i said that's now to do with uh, nabawi and various different type of uh, um, medicines that are available which is alternative medicine either indian african chinese or islamic medicine uh, that's available where you can then say SubhanAllah, I found an alternative that's working for me that doesn't have the side effects of the medication that I know I took and I cause more adverse effects in my body. So the, those are all the psychological issues that you need to, uh, or should I say the quagmire that you need to uh, navigate between through between, uh, between and saying, okay, this is the path that actually I see salvation, I see hope, I see um, alleviation of my pain and my sorrows at the same time. Because many times the medication that you are taking also uh, works on you negatively, causes adverse effects where you're suffering then from either neuro neurodegenerative disorders that causes uh, um, psychotic episodes or schizophrenia or bipolar because just the medication that you are taking because I have a problem sleeping. So I'm using now amitriptyline. What does amitriptyline is given to mainly to those who are, have neurogenitive disorders. So when you take amitriptyline in, a, in over, uh, or should I say overuse it or abuse it, then you start developing um, the side effects of which is bipolar and schizophrenia. So subhanAllah. So uh, just going through our normal rut, how we are actually coping is very important. We need to cope.
and we need to cope well. And if we're not coping well, we will cause adverse effects. And those adverse become the ailments that will uh, inevitably plague us for the rest of our life. So it's very important. You need to understand your environment. You need to understand who you are and how you fit in the environment. And is the environment good for you? Or what changes can you do to make the environment favorable to you? Your environment can be just inside your home. But you have a neighbor or you have a loved one that has a garage there with that is uh, um, working on mechanical, uh, working on cars and working on trucks and the smoke is constantly on your chest and it's inf- uh, you, are you being affected? Or you have a neighbor that is uh, uh, busy with uh, um, uh, either different types of food and uh, the, the smell that comes there is to fix your chest. Or you have you you're in an environment that's on the farm, and you have uh, the different types of uh, influences that's also affecting you, which either for agricultural, which is the either the pesticides that's been used, or the various different kind of animals or insects uh, that uh, uh, that plague you. Subhanallah. So you know in your environment you can uh, negotiate your pathway. You can understand this is good for me. This isn't oh. Uh, uh, just uh, call it quits and say, I'm going to move. This is, n- this is not the right place for me. I'm going to go home. I'm going to go to where I feel comfortable. That's very important, Uncle Shafat. What's your thoughts? You know, uh, uh, Yusuf, uh, you made a lot of sense, and I, I listened to you very intently. And as I was thinking you know, about the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the ayat of the noble Quran, so which is it of the favors of your Lord do you deny? And you know, we as human beings take everything for granted. So when Allah is giving you fresh air, is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you the ability to breathe and you know, so the ability to think and to see and to hear. All these, uh, you know, uh, faculties and senses that he has given you is such a boon and such a blessing. But, uh, you know, mankind sometimes uh, sinning against his own intelligence uh, by, you know, thinking it's advancing and technology, especially when you're living in a, in an industrial area where you these uh, pollutants come and affect you, uh, you know, your breathing gets affected, uh, your hearing is uh, also affected. Uh, I mean, if you're living near an airport, it's dropping fuel all the time. Now, uh, noise pollution, uh, you know, uh, air pollution, and all these things, uh, you know, we uh, if we don't sit back and think, we just take it for granted. But we are being bombarded by pollution, uh, Yusuf Mali. I mean, looking at those plastic particles uh, that is getting into our respiratory system, uh, looking at, uh, you know, the type of foods uh, that we're eating, the GM food. And in some cases, we are duped into believing, like, you know, that's uh, genuine food and uh, there's a mixture of cardboard in your food, there's a mixture of plastic in it, uh, there's these uh, different types of uh, you know, pesticides that's going into us and also those antibiotics and, uh, uh, you know, those, those other types of uh, enhancing medicine that gets in there and all this thing affecting uh, people's uh, physiology. But then when we talk about uh, physiology, psychologically, um, we, you notice the children of today, uh, the behavior is uh, perhaps, uh, you know, not in the standard or accordance uh, to how, children were perhaps a use of 50 years ago or 45 years ago, more gentle, more calm, uh, you know, uh, the children of today more hyperactive and so forth. Um, all these uh, factors uh, that I've mentioned, uh, it's really playing a role, uh, Yusuf. I mean, you stimulated that, that argue, I mean, that, that those thoughts in me. Uh, how would you react? 
Subhanallah, Uncle, um, Coach Afat, we must understand we are living in a hostile environment. The planet um, is designed there in a way that Allah has designed it to protect us and also to, uh, to provide us sustenance. Uh, protect us by giving us uh, all the nutrients and uh, what we need. But at the same time, it's also hostile to us. Now, we have made it even more hostile, as you mentioned, microplastics and you know, various different uh, types of uh, uh, pollutants that is uh, contaminating the air that we are breathing in. So, subhanAllah, Allah has protected us by giving us just the right amount of oxygenation that is necessary to feed us and not too much. Because if the uh, environment was... Uh, uh, oxygen enriched and only oxygen enriched it would have also caused us uh, severe complications because we can die from too much oxygenation. How do you like that? SubhanAllah. Allah has protected us from that kind of harm. Allah has granted us water, abundance of water, and also still protected us so that we do not, oh, we, uh, that it doesn't destroy us, it doesn't hurt us. But we have dirtied it. We have contaminated this planet. We have destroyed the levels of uh, uh, oxygenation on this planet by increasing the, our carbon footprint and the carbon monoxide that's in this, uh, present in the atmosphere. So carbon levels are quite high and people are worried about the carbon levels, talking about climate change and talking about various other factors. Now, when our uh, the heat becomes too excessive, you have people that's whose blood pressures go too high. Now, that is the problem that they are worried with, with climate change, that we're going to have our threshold. We know when there's too much carbon in the atmosphere, we are going to push up the temperatures. And when you push up the temperatures, what happens? Our elderly, those who are susceptible to temperature change, those who are uh, susceptible to uh, pressure changes, therefore, for example, when you come from a cold area that's like a dense uh, pressure, which is Cape Town, come to an area which is Durban, which is warm and less dense, you, uh, you have the ability to do more things. Uh, when you're in Cape Town, you feel claustrophobic because it's so cold and so dense, and the pressure, the cold pressure is uh, pushing against you. When you go to Durban, you enjoy it. You say, wow, the, it's so uh, uh, free and so wonderful. But when you're in Durban, you say, but it's so humid. The, 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 it's too hot. Um, uh, I can't breathe well because the heat is affecting me. Come to Cape Town, oh, the, uh, the smell is wonderful. We enjoy the fresh and crisp air. It's so beautiful. But therefore, each one has its pros. Each one has its cons. Each one has its challenges. And therefore, navigating between what is perfect for you, you say, okay, when it's winter, I'm going to go to Durban. And when, I, when, it's hot, when it's summer, I want to come to Cape Town because I don't want to be in Durban. We need summer because literally uh, uh, the heat is pouring out of your body and literally you have perspiration upon perspiration. Uh, those who come from Cape Town care, uh, are, are suffering when they are in Durban. And those who are in Durban want to come to Cape Town because the, it is as if though they're coming to uh, their winter, which is our summer in Cape Town. So understanding and navigating what place works for you, where you feel comfortable. Now you're in an environment or you're creating or going to an environment that works for you. But now the decision advantage of as we evolve as human beings, we leave so much of waste and so much of debris all over the place. That causes so much of uh, uh, negativity, both in how we pollute, uh, may it be uh, air pollution, may it be uh, waste pollution, may it be water pollution, 
we seem to don't care. We uh, we have this hubris mentality that the world revolves around us. So if we want to do what we want to, we don't care. So if we damage the planet, ah, the planet will survive. Subhanallah. You, we are the caretakers. And as caretakers, we should not have that mentality. We should leave the place better than what we received. It. That is our noble uh, uh, directive as humanity. That is what we should be doing. But today, it's, we don't have a nonchalant attitude that it is there for us to abuse and we'll do it. Because if we don't do it, somebody else is going to do it. So let me to take away. So each and everyone have that attitude. Subhanallah, what happens? So we're looking at those microplastics, as you mentioned, that is filling up the atmosphere, let alone those people uh, uh, living near the coal power stations like in Pumalanga that's having severe respiratory complications because of them staying near power stations, which is coal uh, uh, pumping volumes and uh, cubic volumes of uh, uh, um, carbon monoxide into the atmosphere. And those people are being tested daily, having problems not only with the respiratory up to their bone health, uh, because their bones are affected because of the severe carbon monoxide that's in that area and in their vicinity. Looking at those microplastics that's in that carbon monoxide, looking at the, uh, the, the microplastics that we waste in our oceans and then we the same marine life that we catch and we eat and we feed upon, that is also contaminated with microplastics. Looking at uh, the, the food, and the, which is the agriculture, also affected by those microplastics because we uh, waste nonchalant. We don't care how we waste. We want to throw our dirt out by the window. We don't care. Somebody else is going to pick it up. And if nobody does, What's going to happen? So subhanAllah, we need to be as human beings more responsible. But we're not. We've, we have this uh, um, young mentality, uh, not a grown-up uh, uh, mentality with uh, wisdom and understanding that I must look after this planet. Because the Nabi Sallallahu gave us different, uh, 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 can I say, qissas and different you know, hadith that we can connect to the Nabi Sallallahu where he said, take a stone out of the road that it wouldn't hurt somebody. So now we are only looking at a stone. Is it a stone or is it pollution or is it waste? Is it dirt? Is it all those negativity, if it's going to hurt somebody else, it's going to hurt me. We always say that if you hurt one person, or you kill one person, if you maim one person, though we have done whole humanity. That's the, that, uh, as, you, as Muslims, that's how we believe. SubhanAllah. But yet, when it comes to waste, we do that nonchalant. We don't care. And why is that? That is wrong. As a, uh, as a Muslim, as a mu'min, as a person who believes in Allah and believes that Allah has designed this planet for us to use, not to abuse, to use and to sustain our life and also provide uh, solutions for others. So subhanAllah, we're wasting all that, Uncle Shafat. What's your thoughts? You know, when I was at school, uh, you know, many years ago, and uh, I remember we had a water, I think it was water year, one year, and they said, water, use it, but don't abuse it. And uh, the point you made, uh, you know, you look at uh, the greed of mankind. There's so much of greed around that uh, even production, when they look at uh, the excessive amount of food that they're producing, uh, using fertilizers and so forth, and, uh, you know, hormones into these uh, cows and uh, different types of animals, that uh, the production 
is uh, that there is excessive uh, use of it. I want to uh, you to conscientize the Umar of what they do with these excessive food um, as they get into to keep the prices stable. Uh, they are dumping tons and tons of eggs, meat, rice into the ocean because uh, there's so much of food and then you find uh, you know Europe uh, they are uh, consuming they're taking things uh, they 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 actually uh, they're looting the bread baskets of the world and the food goes to Europe and all these are so called first world countries or should i call them first world looters when they're taking the, the, the excess food in the restaurants they're wasting food they take it and they throw it into the bins and then, then they take it and throw it dump it into the ocean and uh, you know this excessive greed of mankind is not spoken about because then uh, we are sinning against our own intelligence when we believe uh, them telling us no there's a shortage of food there's a shortage of this there's a shortage of supply but allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given everything in equal measure and uh, these people are speaking a lie against our creator our maker our sustainer and you know yusuf this needs to be brought to the fore and i know you're someone that is very passionate about this topic but it just came to me just now you know perhaps as a divine inspiration your thoughts on that yusuf Subhanallah, Uncle Shafat, you have started me on a road which I will not be able to stop, but may Allah make it easy, inshallah. I mean, Subhanallah, Uncle Shafat, we look, as you mentioned, the greed of mankind, and you look at uh, how we as humanity have become uh, so, uh, uh, how can I say, uh, pompous in our attitude, in our character, in the way of behavior, in the way we feel that, this, uh, as I said earlier, the world revolves around us. So you have a certain countries that have that mentality and becomes a norm. And that is the reality that they live in. And that's what they expect others to be at their beckoning, at their core and beckoning, to bow and to cower at their might because they are powerful. They feel that they have the right to, to, um, uh, to steal, to uh, expropriate without compensation, to take what doesn't belong to them, to feel that they have, uh, um, how can I say, supremacy over others. Subhanallah. Um, our Nabi Sallallahu wrote all that and said, look here, there is no supremacy. No one, no Arab is greater than another and no, no one is greater than an Arab. No one is greater than a black person and no white person is better than a black person. And in between, no males better than a female. Subhanallah, our, our Nabi Sallallahu laid down the foundation for us to understand. And when we look at that foundation of equality, and we look how that equality is not only just a sermon. We use that in our everyday life. And when we do that, subhanAllah, we become better human beings. But now we hang it on a rakam, it, it stays on the wall, and wow, we admire it and say that's a beautiful sermon. But do we implement it? Do we actually do make a difference? Uh, no, uh, this is my worker. They must stay at the bottom. Uh, they can't eat with us. So they're not with us. Uh, so you are superior. Um, is that what you are saying? So the same mentality that we want to look at the Europeans, they are doing this. We are practicing it in South Africa. We practice in our own homes. When it comes to people that are looking for help, looking for sustenance, then we act the same as they are. So we look at them and say, Astaghfirullah, why do they do that to us? But we practice that every day.
So we want to let them change, but we're not changing. We're not making lives better for others in our own vicinity so that we can show the world this is how we are as humanity. So when we live as human beings and proper human beings, we become the example to others. And that is what Islam is. Islam is not about um, uh, uh, preaching this and preaching that, that you mustn't do this, you mustn't do that. You tell your child you mustn't smoke, but your your child is watching you smoking. You You tell your uh, uh, your, your siblings, Luke, you must be scared of diabetes, but you throw so much, uh, so many uh, tablespoons of sugar in your coffee and your tea, but you want to uh, uh, preach and pre- uh, uh, preach to everyone else that they shouldn't uh, drink uh, 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 liters and liters of uh, beverages, uh, the sugar beverages, and don't consider others, but you want to talk about uh, diabetes to others. SubhanAllah. You, if we look at each and every part uh, scenario, what I just mentioned. And if we make changes in ourselves, people look at us and saying, wow, you're a good example. You are actually practicing what you're preaching. You are doing what is right. You are doing more. So subhanAllah, then we know we are fulfilling our duty as as Khalifatullah, or should I say caretakers, as custodians of this planet, because we are practicing goodwill. We are practicing goodness. We are practicing uh, that what is beautiful. So when we look at those countries and we can say, you are doing wrong, this is the right way. Then they will look and say, but okay, uh, I've, I've looked at you and I, I, I understand where I'm going wrong. But they look at us and we are pointing a finger at them, but you're doing the same thing. You, you're saying, I mustn't uh, um, uh, uh, take your the best crops that you have because uh, um, I can pay for it because my currency is much more stronger than yours. So I'm, I'm prepared to pay the top dollar. You can't. You can't afford it. So the same scenario will happen when we are at home and we go to our um, uh, uh, grocery stores. We will buy top dollar for what we want. Then you have those who can't even afford that. We, look, uh, we paid. We paid for this. So subhanAllah, we must look at reality in all all facets. We should not only look at others, but look at ourselves first. And that's very important. As Muslims, that is what our Nabi Wasallam says. If you want to make changes in the world, change first inside. Do not ch- look to change others, change inside. So that people know what you are wanting them to do. They will understand better by you becoming a better person. And when you are a better person, you become the light. You become the beacon. You become the uh, the, the lamp that everybody's looking to see in this darkness. It's not only with ESCOM, but the darkness that we are faced with. So subhanAllah, when we become that light, we fulfill our duty that Allah Allah has put us and given us, and subhanAllah, may we achieve that understanding, inshallah, I mean. But Uncle Shafat, when we look at all these negativities that, as you mentioned, around the world, those people that are filled with greed, filled uh, with despicable greed, not just only greed, but despicable, because they will destroy, as you mentioned, they will destroy good harvest because they want to control the industry. They want to control who have and who doesn't have. They want to control and create a need so that they can do price fluctuation. They can increase a commodity's price because there's a great demand, because there's not enough, even though there is enough. Allah has granted us enough, but because they want to control price and commodity, price of items of you making because it becomes unique when there is a lack 
of uh, supply. So they want to uh, create because there is an oversupply. So they have to now create a demand. And by doing that, they pocket more, uh, greater funds. And that is a sinister, despicable greed that so many people are, how can I say, um, uh, not uh, endowed with, but literally they, the, uh, what they crave for. Um, you, you will see them doing it in various industries. It's not only to do with harvest and crops. It's got to do with so many, uh, so many things in the, in, uh, throughout our life and our daily life. If we want to point fingers at this one. We point the fingers at others, but there's so many fingers pointing back at us. Why do you do uh, uh, something, but you, you want to point at others about uh, the wrongs that they are doing, but if you look at yourself, you're doing so much more. So subhanAllah, Uncle Shafat, it is very important that we first look at ourselves. It's uh, very important because when we we become the example to others, people can then uh, uh, tie themselves to something that is good. And may Allah guide us and protect us with that thoughts, inshallah. I mean, Uncle Shafat. I mean, uh, uh, Yusuf, uh, you know, when uh, even uh, you, you look at the uh, grading of food, I mean, they say choice grade and they'll tell you first grade, second grade, standard grade. And they've got the audacity to even sell subgrade. I mean, you go to that and they say that is a subgrade. And if you look at the uh, price uh, fluctuation, it seems as if uh, the food market is there, you know, it's actually there as a bargaining tool or as a tool that tells you, yeah, this is, you belong to that section, you can only afford that and you can buy that. We are the one that have the choice grade and we can eat choice grade and, uh, you know, choice grade comes at a choice price. So in other words, uh, you know, if you can't afford choice uh, grade, um, then you're getting uh, the other grades, uh, which, uh, which is a very highly compromised. And then you wonder the types of food that we're getting. You know, we talk about plastic in the air and so forth. And with all the, uh, you know, GM uh, products that are in the market and you're imbibing this and this gets into your into your system and it gets into your gut and so forth, your colon. I mean, people of yesteryear, they used to get the, you know, the, 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 the fruit from the tree and directly into the tummy. And you now you get from the tree, it goes to the factory and you know you know what happens at the factory with the f fruits or you know the with the cattle you know yesteryear that you slaughter it and people used to I mean, eat it the same day i think because then the neighbors ate and everyone ate the whole community ate but uh, since the invention of fridges with all these uh, you know uh, you know uh, tampering with the food and preserving food with preservatives and all that i'm i dread to think what it is doing to our colon, uh, Yusuf. And this is why you hear, you know, so many people, maybe 60% to 70% uh, of the people having colon cancer. Uh, fill us in, Yusuf. Well, subhanahu wa shafat, that that is so true. Uh, we're looking at the uh, food tampering. We're looking at genetic, uh, genetically modified foods, which uh, does not work with our system. You see, how we are very unique as human beings. We are organic based. We are biological. Um, so we are biological beings uh, that is, um, how can I say that, dependent on uh, um, uh, botanical treatments, uh, botanical health. 
botanical um, influences. But when we do food tampering with this normal botanical or organic, it's now become genetically modified. And when it's genetically modified, it doesn't agree with our system. So therefore, it becomes then those kind of diseases which uh, creates deficiencies and that deficiencies becomes a, a disorder and that disorder becomes a, a, a disease. And you get different types of diseases from um, uh, diabetes up to cancer. So subhanAllah, well, the question one uh, once asked, uh, somebody asked me is, which one is worse? Is it cancer or uh, diabetes? When we put it like this, I would say uh, uh, straight, it's diabetes. But they said, but no, but cancer is so degrading. Um, uh, you see how bad the person gets? I said, have you seen how uh, how bad a person with diabetes, uh, how bad is their physiological condition as they deteriorate and how quickly they deteriorate? And they don't know that they have diabetes and they just didn't more and more water, but and inevitably they lose limbs. And I had family members which I have seen, and this is many, many years ago, where I have seen with my own eyes how they took a um, uh, amputated a toe because was a black spot on it. They saw gangrene. And within a matter of days, they had to take the whole foot off because they didn't know within a few days after that they had to cut the whole leg off. And within the second week, they had to take the second leg off. Within the fourth week, they had to cut the arms off. Subhanallah. This is what diabetes does. And literally, it's at risk with diabetes. Not to say everyone isn't at risk with, uh, with cancer because everyone has carcinogens in their body. They just need an environment for the carcinogens to become a condition that actually allows it, uh, the cancer to spread and multiply and become a fungus that will automatically destroy the body. So, but uh, looking at the time frame between the two, from the time you have found I, you, that you have cancer and the person with diabetes, the person with diabetes, uh, subhanAllah, um, uh, uh, because it's a silent killer, person is in denial. They say, no, but I don't have diabetes. They'll, they'll still carry on eating wrong. They'll still eat uh, the persistence or eating the sweets or the sweet meats or enjoying the various different kind of beverages, sweet beverages. No, because I have a craving for it. Subhanallah, you are doing an injustice to your body because at the end of the day, what's going to happen is you're going to go consult with your doctor that look here, I've got uh, pins and needles under my feet. I'm suffering from peripheral neuropathy. The doctor will say, don't worry. Are you, uh, yes, a few, um, uh, you will see, uh, you will be fine. You will take away the pain. You don't have to worry. But not realizing that the body's indicating to you that there's a problem. There's a weak circulation in your feet. So by the time you finally see that they eat now discoloration feet and you feel very uncomfortable, then you go to the doctor and say, excuse me, I've got a problem. I've I got this. Uh, the pins and needles has disappeared, but uh, my feet is constantly cold. And now it's become discolored. Can you tell me what's happening? Doctor said, unfortunately, we have to amputate. Not realizing they, uh, you could have done something up till then. And subhanAllah, those are the patients that I've seen. Subhanallah. In last week, I was busy now for more than a month with a patient where they had literally, uh, uh, the doctor said, we have to amputate the foot. When I, I consulted, I saw that there was no circulation under the knee. And so I, so I told him, look here, they're uh, going to amputate because 
you know, pulse, but make dua. Let's see what we can do. And alhamdulillah, within a month, the person's walking on their foot and the foot is fine. The, um, everything is back to normal with of Allah because it's all organic. It's all natural. The minute you use too much chemicals, the body becomes, uh, uh, how can I say, uh, disoriented. Um, it's like you're pouring the wrong fuel into the body. It's like having a car. Uh, you, are, you have a diesel car, but you're throwing petrol. What happens? Yeah, the car won't drive. It will be stucking all the way because it can't move. You threw the wrong fuels in. Now, you are throwing the wrong fuels in when it's genetically modified because it's genetically modified to, to sustain the population. But unfortunately, it has the chemicals in that creates disorders in our body that becomes diseases. Therefore, we need to look at what are the right type of organic treatments, organic health that is important. Because once we start eating right, living right, subhanAllah, we become the best that we can be. But when we become dependent on the genetically modified organisms, genetically, uh, 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 genetically modified foods, food that has been tampered with subhanallah we cannot accept those who are eating correctly may Allah grant us that kind of understanding of Mafi, uh, you sort of just forgot to unmute there. Uh, but, uh, you know, you make a lot of sense of where you talk about the type of meals you have. Uh, you're talking about circulation because uh, many people today uh, don't even uh, do exercise. I mean, either you uh, virtually get into your car, you drive to work and you get back. If you're going out shopping, you even drive with your car. And, uh, you know, very few people will even walk or even go to the malls. They say, okay, now let's, what's the nearest parking? And they'll take it 10 steps there, 10 steps back to the car, and they maybe want to go to another stall, and they will drive to that other place. Uh, and uh, this is all, you know, you're talking about the circulation. So, uh, you know, people may be living in uh, concrete jungles, uh, come back home, uh, walk into the duplex or walk into the flats, and are confined uh, in these cubicles, hardly any walking, uh, perhaps the air. Uh, you know, that gets in there is not uh, good enough. Uh, constantly humidity, hardly any sunlight getting in. And you're talking about uh, circulation again. And in yesteryear, I mean, you know, you found people anointing the feet or warming the feet up and uh, putting oil on them, uh, rubbing themselves. Massage played a great role in uh, the yesteryear. Uh, even couples gave each other massages and so forth. And it seems as if the, as the environments got more toxic, People forgot to have the TLC and uh, massage each other or even speak, uh, you know, kind words to each other. Everything is getting, as I said, unkind and rough and tumble. Uh, your thoughts there, Yusuf? Yes, Uncle Shafat, you, subhanAllah, we're living in a toxic environment. As I said earlier, it's really hostile, but it's a toxic environment, a toxic uh, 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 relationships that we have. As you mentioned, uh, yesteryear there wasn't television, so every time when you massage, you knew, you knew, you knew uh, nine months later so there's going to be another bundle of joy. Today, you don't. Uh, the people are more worried about, I know the, uh, the family shouldn't be bigger. We mustn't worry about bigger families. We must worry about small families. SubhanAllah, Allah provides. But the thing is, we're living in an environment that is so dangerous to us. And uh, uh, if we do not, um, how can I say, adapt or we do not face the challenge of the toxicity, it will actually uh, control us and it will actually destroy us. So how do we become better? It's about listening to one another. It's about understanding one another's 
uh, 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 whims and fancies. Uh, each one has their own uh, identity. You cannot control another one, another person's identity. You can influence by being more humble, being more loving, and being more forgiving. So subhanAllah, once we have that um, uh, uh, that uh, on our menu, you have those traits that actually um, uh, creates an environment that is loving, the toxicity goes away. And that toxic environment becomes a loving environment. But if you feel that I am the boss and I am in charge and I am this and I am that, and you put your foot down and tell them, look here, no, yes, I don't, don't ask me, I'm just, my answers already no. Subhanallah, you're not going to have, then you're not a benevolent person, but you want to go on your musalla and ask, oh Allah, forgive me. Oh, you are so benevolent to me. Oh Allah, help me. You ask Allah, why you forsake me? But you yourself are not practicing what you are preaching. You are preaching that ugly toxicity, but you want Allah to give, you want Allah to forgive you for being dirty being toxic, being ugly. Subhanallah. We need to make changes in ourselves. And when you look at ourselves, it's like, subhanallah, I had toxicity that I had, that dirty feeling and negativity that I had constantly, it's gone. Why? Subhanallah, because Allah, I feel that love from Allah. Because you are loving to others. You feel that embrace again. You see, um, uh, Uncle Shafat, uh, uh, there was many years I was on uh, radio with uh, Imam Mahdi Kriyo. Uh, and we focused on a book called Islam to the Modern Mind. It's uh, lectures by uh, Dr. Maulana Fadlur Rahman Al-Ansar Rahmatullah when he was here in South Africa in 1972. And uh, uh, very uh, importantly, he said, that uh, we are custodians of this planet and we and when we serve one another we're serving Allah and that name is called Khalifatullah Khalifatullah is you are fulfilling uh, the duty uh, of uh, uh, serving Allah by serving mankind so if you are serving mankind with love Allah loves you back subhanallah beautiful plain simple but if you are toxic to others subhanallah what what Allah's influence is going to be on us we, you want Allah to love you, forgive you for the sins that we do. We are sinful beings. We do commit sin. That's why Allah loves us because Allah wants to forgive us. But if we are consumed by that sin and we consumed by the dirt and toxicity, subhanAllah, how can Allah help us if we don't want to help ourselves? We need to help ourselves so that we can ask Allah, oh Allah, forgive me. I have repented. I have submitted to you. That is what Islam is all about. It's submission. Understanding your wrongs and understanding your sins and repenting and asking for repentance and being repentful. Now, as, uh, as we are with our own families, as you mentioned, how toxicity we have and how much toxicity we have. SubhanAllah, it's so, it's so difficult that we can uh, 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 look at all this negativity and then we say, ah, why, uh, why has Allah forsaken me? Why is things going wrong when I am such a good person? In your mind, you are feel you feel good, but how are you with your loved ones? How are you with your spouse? How are you with your with your children, with your neighbors, with your family near and far family? So all those things we need to look at is not just to say that okay, I'm I'm living a life and I'm carefree. 
No, subhanAllah. It's how you are with everyone and your influence, what you project out to the world. And that's when we look at the various different type of philosophies that we have um, uh, and different type of uh, ideologies that comes from that philosophy, maybe Chinese, maybe Indian philosophy, where whatever you project out comes back to you. They call it karma. Looking at uh, uh, what you uh, uh, shout out to the world, it echoes back to you. Um, these different philosophies that talk about same method, but Islam is unique. Islam is beautiful. Islam is saying, subhanAllah, you want Allah to help you, first help yourself so that Allah can help you. Subhanallah. When we do those things and understand that and look at Subhanallah, am I eating right? Um, am I looking after this gift that Allah has given me? Am I giving justice to it? Do I eat uh, uh, the right foods? Do I uh, drink correctly? Do I drink the right food, uh, right, uh, right uh, beverages that is good to sustain me? Am I eating the right foods that will sustain me? Because at the moment we are looking with greed and cravings. We are not looking with what is beneficial to the body. Once we realize what is beneficial, saying, but the body doesn't want extravagance. The body doesn't want uh, um, uh, expensive, unique items that, that you cannot find in your environment, that you have to travel to another country or another planet to get subhanAllah. No, Allah has given you sustenance and it's available to you where you need it and it is there. Subhanallah. So when we live in our means, that does not only means means by the money that I have, but means means also the way we eat that is correct, that is actually sustainable to us. We then start living a life that is beautiful, something that is blessed by Allah. Allah will be happy with you because you look after the gift that Allah has given you. So subhanAllah, those are the things we need to uh, incorporate in our minds and understanding. Then we have, we've grown with wisdom. But when we have this fixation that I, ha- I am everything and the world revolves around me and I want this which nobody can find. They'll have to uh, hire a butler from another country to bring it to me because I'm important. I feel that I am great. I'm the king of my castle. Subhanallah. Then you have really lost the identity of humanity. The identity of understanding what is love really means. And may Allah guide us and protect us with that and remove that toxicity from us, inshallah. I mean, no, absolutely, Yusuf. Uh, you know, whilst you're talking about, uh, you know, the, uh, the the toxic relationship or the even, uh, you know, how toxic can we get if, as uh, you know, if the uh, urinary, uh, your, uh, you know, the urine doesn't leave your 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 system, or you know, if you 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 don't pass stool, and you know what happens to you, your your whole body starts. Uh, going into poison mode and all these things, you know, the food that we take and the type of meals we should be having uh, should be coming out all the time. But, uh, you know, because of uh, the type of uh, food that we eat and uh, we are compromised as human beings, uh, you know, we, we noticed that uh, yesteryear, even, uh, you know, when they clean themselves, the, 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 the castor oil uh, used to play such a important role that should have castor oil and maybe a squeeze of orange uh, you know and uh, every i think was it every month or every two months all the children had to line up 
and take this type of uh, concoction so that the system was uh, working, uh, the colon was clean, the gut was clean, and uh, perhaps that's something that was so... Even they used to deworm uh, yesterday. You know, oh, come, you need to be dewormed and all. Uh, you know, very conveniently, I think, uh, you know, as we moved on and, you know, from a... Um, uh, you know, from from a, uh, a family that was extended, and then we became, you know, became the nuclear or the uni, the 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 uni family. Uh, all these values of you know keeping yourself clean, deworming, detoxing, uh, you know, dissipated, and we suddenly forgot uh, the importance of this. Uh, what's your thoughts on that, Yusuf? Subhanallah, so true. When we look at the polarization of families and how you have unipolar families now, no more multipolar families, no more intricate and uh, uh, what's the name, uh, 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 plethora of uh, of uh, uh, families uh, where we uh, integrate with one another. No, we we have become so in, go, gone into solitude. We feel that okay, um, I shouldn't be with the rest of the family. I'm I, I'm alone. I prefer to be alone. I don't want to be with them because they're different cattle fish they don't uh, I, I, they don't uh, um, blend with me they don't interact with me subhanallah uh, that is also injustice that you are doing because Allah doesn't want that uh, you see um, Allah has given us uh, made us into nations and nations to meet with one another and to understand one another so nations means doesn't mean that um, we are all like-minded and we only only function in one like-minded me- method and method in way no we have come with a plethora of like uh, um, uh, uh, different minded individuals, uh, individuals with uniqueness and beauty. And that's what Allah wants. Allah wants us to um, to flourish and blossom with uh, the, the plethora of uniqueness. But subhanAllah, we feel that now um, the toxicity of being alone, I prefer being in that toxic environment. I feel comfortable. It's mine. Um, you build up that cocoon and you made that your comfort zone. That is, at, unfortunately, that's how uh, we as human beings have uh, uh, denigrated to the point where we feel that solitude works and it's uh, 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 and we we feel that our island that we are on it is for us it's our island and nobody must st- disturb us and uh, this island belongs to me it's mine and subhanallah when when we look at uh, how families as you mentioned how they have uh, we feel that evolution but no it seems more like devolution or we have de- uh, devolved to the point where we worship uh, worshiping satan and uh, and everything that its offspring can uh, can, can give us uh, from uh, fossil fuel which many a times i call it satan oil because it causes so many wars so many difficulties in our life and uh, it's uh, contaminating our atmosphere uh, creating climate change doing everything that is ne- uh, negative subhanallah so it's called satan oil or should i say fossil fuel so when you look at all these things, there's all negatives that's in our environment. When are we going to detox? When are we going to get rid of the toxicity that's in our system? As you mentioned, we're talking not only about blood toxicity, we're talking about the toxic- toxicity that's stagnant in our pro- bodies, that when we have we don't have proper bowel, that causes then either hepatotoxicity, which is liver toxicity, or you're looking at even kidney toxicity, a nephrotoxicity, which is so bad that you can't filter anymore the, the dirt out of your body. So then you start having a problem with 
um, water retention, swelling beyond uh, uh, beyond control. Where you, I had patients who had severe uh, uh, nephrotitis and toxicity uh, to the point where they uh, blew up three times their side before they came to see me. Subhanallah, they said, Yusuf, we are itching all over. The doctor said they can't do anything. They, get, they have given us um, only 5% of kidney function. Please, please help us. Tell us what we can do. Subhanallah. I've busy with patients who, uh, um, who had severe leukemia, also blowing up three times their size because of the blood toxicity was so bad. Subhanallah. Within a month, with uh, proper detoxing and clearing and cleaning, not only the gut, not only cleaning the worms out of the system, not deworming them, but completely clearing them from all that negativity, that all that toxicity. Where patients literally come to me and show me, uh, tell Yusuf, before I went, came to you, I did hijama, and this is a vial of the hijama before we came to you, and this is a hijama, a vial. After we came to you, one is dark and other one is clear. One shows vibrancy, other one shows dead stools, dead uh, uh, cellular activity in the body. Subhanallah. So it's how we, we actually use the, and incorporate what is good and which is beneficial to the body which is halal, which is beautiful, which is something that is uh, vibrant to the body. But no, we have adopted this uh, quick method uh, of solutions where we pop a tablet or tap, uh, pop a capsule and that is solution, it works. No, subhanAllah, we go back to the old, good old days. If it doesn't taste nice, it's good for you. So subhanAllah, when we have that uh, castor oil and we had all those metajala uh, that they used to throw in that castor oil, let it be the uh, Lieben's essence or the various different type of Dutch medicine that they threw in and they gave it to us. It didn't taste nice at all. But alhamdulillah, within a few days, we, we were constipated. We were no longer because we visited the toilet and made sure that there was enough dirt coming out of our system. Today, no, we want to live with that dirt. We embrace that dirt. We love that toxicity. So subhanAllah, we must change our mindset, must change our understanding of what is good for you. And uh, um, as I said, uh, many a times we believe only the, uh, the pleasantries is good. But literally, sometimes it's also that that doesn't taste good is actually good for you. <coughs> Yeah, Yusuf, uh, you know, when you talk about uh, what is good for you, maybe you had a flashback there. Hey, think of that uh, <laughs> thing wasn't tasting good and I had to have it. But it helped you out when you're the lighty. But, uh, you know, uh, I mean, I know it was a regular practice uh, at home uh, when mom was around. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fill her kabar with nur and give her janat of those and all our elders that have passed on. Uh, you know, it was, uh, uh, the Epsom salt was quite regular. And, uh, you know, besides the castor oil, but Epsom salt, how good is, uh, is it as a cleanser, Yusuf? Well, Uncle Shafat, it's not for cleansing. Epsom salt is not for cleansing. Uh, um, it's actually uh, good for as a, um, how can I say, to remove contamination. Um, like, for example, uh, I, I tell many of uh, my clients when they uh, have a, a sore or they have a um, 
a cut or they have blisters or boils um, and they want to clean or bed sores, they need to clean it. So they would use bicarb, Epsom salts and apple cider vinegar, mix it well and then it becomes a, um, a, a cleanse, a, a external cleanser that helps clean the body inside, uh, outside. Um, then you can apply various different types of treatments on it to improve and to uh, regulate and to either um, uh, extract or to uh, push back the, um, whatever, uh, uh, how can I say, um, uh, uh, whatever is affecting you. So if it's a boil, uh, literally it would shrink the boil and uh, the boil would disappear. If it is a blister, it will actually uh, um, shrink up, the, uh, uh, close up the blister and uh, it will heal very fast. If it's going to do with uh, amputation, um, uh, it's about first cleaning the, the area of infection and then um, applying treatment and you can actually heal very fast. And uh, many times uh, in the good old days, uh, people used to use uh, hummus, dripples and Vaseline. Uh, that was also very good. It was uh, at that time, um, like especially with those people who had burns and cuts and uh, that bruises, uh, using that, it worked well. It, alhamdulillah, uh, literally you can see it cleaning and healing. Alhamdulillah, it works very, very well. Um, but it's just that uh, I stopped using uh, Dutch medicine uh, many, many years ago and many moons because of the alcohol content. And since then, um, I'm, I've only used uh, what is, I would regard it as halal, so that the person does not have the side effects of uh, any kind of uh, contamination or toxins that can actually harm you. Um, unless when you come now to cancer, then I do use uh, cannabis uh, for the purpose of helping uh, with, uh, um, with pain and pain relief because cannabis, that's the purpose of cannabis. It, how, it does what you would do with, uh, by using morphine or using the various different type of opioids. Uh, the cannabis does it better, but you, it gives you that relief of sleep. You need to sleep well especially if you are fighting cancer or you're fighting various type of debilitating diseases, your body needs to fight. Now your body fights best when you are asleep and so that you are not taking all the energy or the stored energy that the body needs to fight. So it's very good to sleep. So uh, I do recommend using that for that purpose only, um, uh, not for recreational use, only for medicinal use. And alhamdulillah, uh, you will see a very good relief using that. But subhanAllah, there's so many uh, different types of herbs, um, uh, mushrooms, and uh, uh, that, that's, that's what I, I focus on. I focus on a kaleidoscope of uh, um, uh, botanical beauties, uh, which I regarded as the first line of defense. Um, I, uh, I regard the treatments that I make, uh, elite fighting forces that uh, is made out of what the best that nature can give what Allah has put on this dunya that we can use to fight. And it's not just about looking at one ingredient. You see, many times we lose the concept and the idea that, okay, I'm using one ingredient, maybe a special name um, that this works, but your body adapts to it and your body this then rejects it. And then your body becomes aggressive towards it. And then your body actually can become even sick from it. So you must be uh, must make sure that when you're using uh, the various type of alternative uh, 
methods and alternative uh, uh, medicinal plants. Make sure that you are not just using one and uh, um, try and use a plethora. The more you use of different like-minded uh, herbs and uh, spices and roots and honey, all those things that is good and beneficial, you see great results, inshallah. Coach Yes, sir, Yusuf, uh, you know, as a usual, fascinating uh, conversation with you, uh, you know, adding a lot of uh, thoughts uh, into our minds and uh, uh, perhaps uh, giving us uh, the uh, solution to our problems. Uh, your, perhaps your parting words uh, this evening, Yusuf. SubhanAllah, we're leading up to the beautiful day of Wukuf and it's our beautiful day of Eid. So may Allah accept all our uh, siyam our qiyam uh, uh, and our afkars and our sadaqah that we are giving in this beautiful 10 days. May Allah uh, uh, protect us, guide us and grant us relief from all types of calamities and pains and uh, uh, dis uh, 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 dysfunctions that we are going through. So may, may Allah make it easy for us, guide us and protect us for us and our loved ones. And may Allah answer all du'as made for us and by us. Inshallah, I mean, shukran jazeelan koshafat. Have an awesome evening further, and shukran for the opportunity to be with you. Have a beautiful one further. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Our du'as are reciprocal for you, Yusuf Mali, and a big jazakallah khaira to you for coming onto this platform. Time for us to go for the Isha Azan, and inshallah, we will continue after that.